You are now tuned into the Antidote Podcast with DJ Grandmatic and Polygon. Subscribe now and please consider leaving us a five-star review. Take the Antidote. You said it like you, had, you just got a haircut. <laughs> For real. Push out your back, put your butt in it. Wanna lie, yeah, but I do not wanna commit. So I then twitch you with the thought of us fucking. We dancing up in the corner, filling for the corner pocket. So I ease your work for just a bit. Uh, buy your drink, you have a sip. Uh, then I tell you we should dip. You're grabbing me close and closer till you get a kiss. Push up your bra to the left, that's right. Now we in the car with a broke break. Like, thinking about the ass, the leg, the hit, the sex, the whip, the figure for leg. Like, then we dip out. You say, mm-hmm. water, uh-huh. party, all day. You say, need it, love it, from it. You say, wanna, yeah. party, yeah. all day. Yeah. You say, need yeah. it. Yeah. So why waste yeah. time? Off the fact my lips are covered in your lip gloss I say we should dip off, out of here Talk, speak, share some words, grab a ear Nah, you can't take off unless you Leo and me go Swallow your pride and put aside your ego Man, fuck being modest, I'm just being honest You seem whole cooked in them girls, McDonald's But nah, the bid is off Niggas always dip and they duck the sauce Rocks on my neck, I don't know the cost Car out front like the Uber, Uber We can hop in and you can top 10 The list that I wanted to hop in Wait, list is full, so I'ma call it a night And you ain't even my type, I'm all bark, no bite, I'm so sorry Wasted time, I wasted time Why you dutchy wine, it's whatever The sweat, it drips upon my sweater It's hot in here, the outside's better I'm leaving, leaving You call me back, it's like emotions receding Let's call it an evening, it's getting desperate yeah. Why waste time? You say, wanna party All day, you say Need it, love it From yeah. Everybody, this is DJ Craftmatic. Welcome back to Antidote Podcast. I got my boy with me. You know who it is, Polly Dubs. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming back to the Antidote episode 33, the Scotty Pippen episode. But we ain't talking about Scotty. <laughs> Not at all. Not this time. <laughs> uh, future ain't messing with his wife no more, or at least for now. So <laughs> we don't get to talk about Scotty Pippen. Uh, shit. Uh, right now, man, sports, sports is heavy. 
of course, right now we're going into the summer. <clears throat> Shit's about to slow up. We're about to get into baseball season, uh, where it's, it's really uh, <laughs> for sports outside of that, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, right now is the NBA Finals. Shit should be over by now, but it's not. It just keeps kind of dragging on. But, uh, you know, the big news coming out of the NBA Finals Game 5 was a game for all time. Uh, there's a lot going on. So Kevin yeah, Durant man. returned from injury, missed a month of basketball. I think it was like nine playoff games that he missed, came back from a, a calf strain. Uh, but when that injury happened uh, in the first round against the Clippers, I personally thought he messed up his Achilles. It looked like that and looked the way Straight that he up. acted looked like that to me. Straight so up. I thought it was rushed. I thought the Warriors were bluffing the entire time when they were talking about, you know, he'll be, he might come back this round. Uh, they said in the Western conference finals, then they kind of ruled him out. And I thought he was just going to be out for the playoffs. I thought, you know, the Warriors were just uh, posturing, you know, sportsmanshiping and, just kind of, you know, saying Durant's going to come back, but that he wasn't. But once the Warriors were down 3-1 in the series against Toronto, Kevin Durant's back. Yeah, and you shared some interesting shit with me. <clears throat> I mean, I, I'm going to go back and say I do agree also. That shit was a Achilles from the get, and you could tell they played a cover-up story because that was uh, – you could tell even by the first – when he first pulled up on his leg, I was like, that is not no calf injury. I've never seen a calf Non-contact. injury. Non-contact. Yeah. Never seen a calf injury like that. So, uh, from a guy who played sports in his lifetime, that's not how you get a calf injury, or I've never seen a calf injury look like that. So, anyways, um, uh, we kind of knew it was Achilles from the beginning, and he probably ruptured it then. And, yeah, down 3-1. And, and you sent something very interesting to me today, of course. Uh, Jalen Rose was on the Get Up show this morning with his wife and Stephen A. and Max Kellerman. And he literally said that, you know, and he put it, he put it pretty much correct uh, in saying, you know, if he were, if they were down, if they were up three, one, Kevin Durant wouldn't be playing. He wouldn't have came back. Yes. And if they weren't down three, uh, one going into it, he wouldn't, then of course he's going to have to play. And it kind of forces you or someone or something is forcing you to play that, to try to play through that, to carry your team. And it really uh, is going to not only affect the Warriors the rest of the series, because I think they're probably going to lose this next game now, to be honest. They're going to lose this on uh, on their home court in Golden State, the last game in Oracle. Um, I mean, who knows? They probably won't. <laughs> but I'm going to take that prediction. Um, and it's, it's going to have big implications, though, for KD going forward, man. I mean, shit, Achilles injury is not something that you just come back from lightly, you know. Uh, that should look like a rubber band snap last night, like just right in half. Yeah. Wow. And you see it go right up right up into your calf and everything and like that. Just yeah. pop. Yep. And you can see it, Doug. They're like, you know, I knew right away as soon as I saw that clip, I was like, oh, yeah, that's definitely an Achilles. That's not the first time I've seen that. So, Man, terrible, terrible news, man. Uh, I feel really bad for KD in that sense just because uh, I know he was just trying to give it all, you know, to his team and try to get out there and get that W and bring them back from a deficit uh, that they've only faced once before. And, you know, it's like, shit, they're in a bad spot and they needed him because definitely in that first 10 minutes that he was back, they looked like the championship team again. Like Steph was getting hit in his shots. That man was like – three for five during that stretch. 
Uh, Durant was like three for five. Clay Thompson was four for four. Like everybody was hitting. Everybody was back on point. It was like the old Warriors again. But now he's gone and the game, they just instantly crumbled. I mean, they kept it. He kept kind of kept that momentum going afloat into uh, that quarter. But that was in the first quarter. Man, it was crazy just watching him go down that quick, like literally 11 minutes into the game and he's out. Yeah, and there was a some key mistakes down down the road in that game made by Toronto, or else they, we might already be speaking of them as the new champions. Absolutely. However, um, however Golden State Warriors pulled out with the game, uh, they did win. So we're going to game six, like you were saying, last game at Oracle. Uh, let's talk about – so we understand the implications of Durant missing the series uh, for the Warriors, what it means for the Warriors, because he missed every other game before this one. He got rushed back. I was reading reports today that he didn't look that good in practice. Um, I, I, we all seen the video of him limping to practice before the practice even happened. But I think a lot of it had to be the pressure. You know, everyone thinks he's soft. Um, that's kind of his reputation out there. Yep. The, the cupcake mentality, things like that. So I think that pressure and um, and we know, you know, what it means to the Warriors, him being out because they didn't play as well outside of that 10 minutes that he was in, like that's when they played their best, like you were saying. But let's talk about the implications that this now has on the NBA because Kevin Durant was probably going to be the biggest free agent of all time this offseason. There was entire teams that have made their game plans the past two or three seasons around trying to land Kevin Durant in this offseason. Another thing that's on the table is Kevin Durant does have a player option that is available to him. So he can sign the player option, and he would stay on the Warriors for 31 mil next year. Okay. So that's his option number one. Option number two is he's, he could sign somewhere. So first question that that brings me to is, let's say he does opt out of his contract and he becomes a free agent. Will he get a four-year deal from somebody? Um, at this point, I mean <clears> – <throat> it could have big implications down the line as far as he, he may or may not. I mean, it's hard to tell. This is his first major injury. Um, so there's, there's two ways he can go from this. He can go left or right. And it's either he doesn't get better and he's, his game actually starts to decline or he just goes back to normal and he continues to buzz ass next year. Um, I think with now how sports technology and medicine and everything that is, uh, transformed in this game and now 2019, I think honestly he's going to be fine because look how many people who've had Achilles injuries been able to come back and still perform. But they, um, they don't come back looking the same. No, not the Kobe same. Kobe exactly, was never but, the same. Yeah, but Kevin Durant's not known for his dunking or anything like that. He's already lanky. All he needs to be able to do is shoot that that shot. If he can, if his jump shot is the same, it doesn't matter. The rest of his game is still there. Yeah, um, but I mean, you know, he's lanky. He's like seven foot, one hundred and forty five pounds, <laughs> and and yeah. those, you know, those ankle like he already had problems with his feet a couple yeah. years ago, and now he's got a problem with his Achilles heel just popped out. So if you sign him to a four year deal, he's going to at least be out for pretty much a year. He might come back for a playoff run. Um, but typically it's about a year to recover from an Achilles injury. Right. And so it'll be coming off of that. So there's, there's one year that you're paying him. He's not going to play. Then the next year he'll probably, you know, he'll be a little bit rusty, right? 
expectation wise, there's, there's an expectation that he's going to be a little bit rusty coming back off of missing a whole season. Yeah. Um, and, you know, tr- learning to trust your ankles, trust your heel again and all of that. Um, so then, you know, that's basically two years you've lost of the contract. So you might get prime Kevin Durant for like two years. And also Kevin Durant is already 30 years old. So it's an interesting proposition, but. No, I mean, that's some, that's some real shit right there. Um, Cause yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty deep into it. I mean, looking at players who have major injuries later in their careers, they usually do decline immediately after that. Um, like you said, Durant is 30 years old. Uh, I think the, the span of an NBA player is much longer nowadays, but we don't know that because these guys are – this is going to be like the first age of that group getting up in that age. Like LeBron is like up there right now. He's, he's what, 16 seasons or something like that almost? So. Yeah, and, and one thing I was seeing, uh, you know, about these, this generation of players is they really invest in, in their bodies and having a good training staff. However, right. Kevin Durant's, like, not the most athletic dude that's out there. He's not the, the quickest or the strongest or right. the most muscular or anything like that. Right. Um, but it's just kind of crazy because – if Kevin Durant didn't get hurt and was going to sign with another team as a free agent, that was immediately going to tilt the scales in the NBA. Okay. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I mean, I look at it this way, even uh, Anthony Davis office obviously is also touted as probably going to be the highest free agent uh, out there. Would you sign, would you sign KD KD to a four year deal? Or would you sign AD to a four year deal? Cause here's the thing about AD too. He's also very injury prone. Uh, well, AD, AD is one year out from, being a free agent so that's why they're trying to work a trade out there yeah yeah yeah. no i get that um and and he doesn't have an option right now but even so like you know everybody's gonna everybody's even still talking about how can they go get him how many pieces do they have to go give up i even just saw recently uh of course they're they're fully vested these teams are fully vested still even in kevin durant with the injury um but even looking at it let's say next year let's say durant stays and he stays with the warriors one more year and then goes um, because he has that option, right? Uh, if you even look at those two, who do you still sign? I would honestly still probably sign KD because KD gives you the most bang for your buck right this second um, because AD still presents problems as far as health goes and things like that. Um, like I said, I think sports technology is so much better in medicine. Uh, sports medicine is just so much better than it was, of course, even 10 years ago that when we saw Kobe tear his ACL, um, and he didn't come back the same. Kobe did a lot more things that, that KD than KD does, I think. So, right. uh, you know, I don't think it's going to s- sincerely affect him as much as it would somebody of a Kobe stature or even LeBron if LeBron were to have an Achilles at this level. Um, <clears throat> you know, that would that would definitely significantly hurt his game because of how physical he plays. Uh, that's not KD's game. KD is not a physical player. He's going to – he can get a dunk if, if he's wide open on a fast break, but – he's more than likely going to pull up for a three or he's going to uh, shoot over you for a two and do like some fadeaway Dirk and Whiskey type shit. So I don't know. It, it depends on the type of game. Uh, KD, KD doesn't do all the other things that those types of players do. So I don't think it's going to affect him as much as it will everything else. And as far as for his stock, um, you're right. I, I think he's going to have some rust, but we thought he was going to have some rust last night. Look how hot he was to begin with. Yeah, but still, man, the rust wins. Yeah, usually I would think I would think in fatigue. I would look at it in more in fatigue though. Yeah. Versus versus because a shooter is a shooter. You can't the shooting is like is like riding a bike. He could yeah. probably stop actually shooting for six whole months 
And I guarantee if he goes out there and, sh- and shot 10 shots, he's probably going to still hit five of those 10 shots. Right. Like, and I'm, I mean, he can practice shooting standing on the ground too. You right. It's a jump to practice. And, and that's what I'm, that's all that I mean, the, as far as Russ, because when you look at Russ, the only other part of Russ is going to be gelling with the team. If he leaves and goes to a different team, getting that chemistry is def. that's going to be part of the rust. Like how do you incorporate him into the lineup? Because he's got to build that, that trust in that gel with that, with that team. If he decides to leave uh, outside of that, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be too much of, of him slowing down that much. Cause what else does he really do? It's not like he's an elite defender or something like that. His defense has improved, but he's not like an elite defender and he's not giving you 10 rebounds a game. He's not in the post getting you 10 rebounds a game or even eight. So looking at somebody like that, plus assists, you know what I mean? He's not doing all that. He doesn't need to. Um, his, his main focus is to score and score efficiently. So I think he, I think he will always be able to do that because it's not like his height is going away. Um, so he, to me, it's not going to be that big of a deal. It is a big deal, right? This moment is definitely a big deal in his career. It does tilt how players and teams will look at injuries going forward, though. Yeah, um, but I think it also t- tilts the scales of the NBA. It kills the Warriors dynasty. Oh yeah, no, I think this is it. anyway. And uh, the the implications of Durant leaving for free agency were so huge that the you know the Knicks have been tanking for years and working to get the money. He was their only big play that they were going to make. Right. Uh, if he goes to the East and teams up with another max contract like a Kyrie or something, that immediately creates a new superpower there. Right. Uh, you got Brooklyn was trying to get involved in the Durant sweepstakes. You've got the Clippers who said they're going to go hard after Kawhi Leonard, but Kawhi, if he stays in Toronto, Durant would have been the other option. Um, th- there's a lot of different things at play. Uh, he could get a one-year deal like Boogie Cousins. The other flip side of it is, you know, prior to this injury, it was almost no doubt that Durant was going to opt out of that player option and, um, you know, leave the Golden State Warriors as a free agent. However, it's a player option. So he can decide to, to sign that, get a guaranteed 31 mil for next season and sit the whole season. He saw how they rehabbed Boogie Cousins in the offseason. They, they treated him really well, I think. You know, once there was any kind of problem for Boogie, they immediately pulled him out. They managed his minutes. So uh, it's a you know, world-class training staff there that, that helps somebody just come back from an Achilles injury like the one that he has. And right get the money and help them with one more playoff run next year. Maybe, you know, if he's healthy by then, um, that's, that's another option. Do you think, I think that that's the, the better option for Kevin Durant, the man to make, but I'm not Yeah, right now. That. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in his current situation, I would think that's also the smart play as well, just because then he can at least get back onto the team and help them win next year. Um, that, that makes more sense, especially now where they're at where they're already down 3-1, will teams start to shy away at the fact that he does now have a major injury and he is 30 years old? Yes, I think absolutely it does. Um, because this is somebody that you still, even if you paid him, let's say, and he, and he plays for the next six years and he's 36 years old, let's say he makes it to that point, you're still going to have to find the future of your team. Um, and with this injury, can that future – be shortened in a sense like you have four years to go find the next person to carry the torch outside of that um i don't know there's not a, to me there's not a lot of talent like that level still out there 
um, even in the coming years. I don't think that'll be where it's at. Like even we're we're gonna see. I mean, looking at now, this will be his freshman year as LeBron's son. LeBron's son will be a freshman this year. So in four years, he still's got to go to college unless they change the rules. Um, and then now it's going to be the one and done, or you can go straight from high school again. Um, yeah, that'll be after 2021, they said. Oh, they did pass that. That's right. So, yeah, the one and done, you know, the one, at least one has to, is is going away. So, I mean, by the time he's there, he could be one of the next great talents, uh, you know, Dwayne Wade's son or whatever. But that's so far away. To me, that's far away. That's, that's, that's so far away. NBA is like now, like in the first three months of what you're peering into into the next year. Like it's very – it changes just like every other sport. It changes very quickly. Your whole season can shift in a matter of seconds. And um, I don't know. I think that, I think it does kind of hurt their, his stock a little bit. Uh, I think teams will still go after him for sure. I mean, it's still Kevin Durant, but now I think that window has shortened up a little bit as far as what you will get out of him um, comparative to anything else. But who do you, who do you even look at outside of that? Again, there's AD, there is Kyrie, things like that. But we, we've seen Kyrie can't take a team. <laughs> it's actually the best free agency class maybe ever. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the better ones. You definitely. You've got a, so I'm going to go by salary from last year. The, the top paid players that are now free agents is going to be Paul Millsap, Al Horford, Hassan Whiteside, Harrison Barnes, Mark Gasol, Jabari Parker, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler, Clay Thompson, Goran Dragic, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, Tobias Harris, Trevor Ariza, DeMar Carroll, Dodge Gibson, Chris Middleton, Ricky Rubio. Yep. So well, there's a lot of talent out there. Damn. <laughs> you can build like five good squads with those, just those Kimba in there too? Yeah, Kemba Walker's a free agent as well. Shit, boy. <laughs> so, and the thing I mean, is like, yeah. you know, the, the dominoes were going to fall after Kevin Durant. After he made a decision, that's when all these other teams would figure out what their approach is going to be. Right. So there's a lot of options there. I would suspect with all those names out there, there's going to be a lot of trade movements going on. Um, yeah. It's going to be a wild, wild off season, And it's about to get started here pretty soon with the uh, Zion Williamson draft, the NBA awards, and all of that there. Yeah. And I mean, of course, we're we're going in and what this, this is game six. Yeah, game six will be oh, the night six. that the show air uh, originally airs. Yeah, so so game six is is uh, not tomorrow night, but the night after, so Thursday night, I think, or Friday, one of those days. Um, but we got game six coming up. Who is your <laughs> predictions uh, for that game? For game six, I yeah. do like Toronto to do it. It's going to be hype. It's the last game at Oracle. But I like Toronto to take it. Um, I just think losing Durant, uh, the the news of his Achilles has got to weigh, uh, you know, on the subconscious mind of the players there. And I think it's going to be too little, too late. I think the Nick Nurse is going to come up with a game plan to take the chip back to Toronto for the first time. Yeah, and kind of fuck the city of Toronto right now just because of how they how they uh, was clapping and shit when. Kevin Durant got hurt like that was some whack-ass shit <laughs> yeah I'm I don't know like like Drake would be I don't think they and I, I saw both sides I can see both sides of it where some people have said it, maybe they didn't understand the the gravity of what had happened in that moment they just saw him kind of sitting on the floor and you know they just thought because he, he was grabbing back there but I mean if you're in there you just kind of see him on the floor and you're if you're not with of course we can see it clearer 
in closer because we got cameras who were zoomed in. But if you're in the actual arena and stuff like that, you can't necessarily see that he's grabbing the back of his ankle um, or by his heel area and stuff like that. Um, so I, I see both sides of it. But then you see the fans, the ones that are waving at him, like you knew he was hurt and they're sitting there waving at him like, bye. Like, nah, you're whack as fuck, bro. Yeah, for sure. There was fans chanting KD, though. There was. Um, there was. So I, some of it, too. Like, you know, when the football player, when he gets carted off the field, the fans clap for him. Yeah. Like, it could be both ways. I mean, they're well, Canadian. I mean, carted, I, I get it. But they were clapping while he was going down. Like, he's he's sitting down on the floor, and they're clapping. Like, they're clapping and being extra loud and shit. And everybody else, that's why you had to see Kyle Lowry kind of jump in. Like, y'all chill out. Like, y'all don't know really what's happening. And maybe that's what it was. It's just, they just didn't know. They seem un- uninformed. But even the crowd outside was like that, too. Hey, but they're <laughs> Canadians, right? Canadians are known to be apologetic. And if yes. you're going to be the most apologetic motherfuckers out there, obviously you're doing a lot of fucked up shit to make, you know, to apologize about. So this is true. I, <laughs> <laughs> Jamel Hill actually posted on Twitter as well and said, you know, saying that how classless that looked. But, you know, this is true. America, we ain't got no room to talk, motherfuckers. <laughs> I mean, shit. Like school on a Sunday, no class. Yeah, real talk. <laughs> we ain't got no room to discuss any of that being wrong as Americans because I know how many times have we slow-key and either in our heads or, or verbally and, and out loud have been like, man, fuck that dude. I'm glad he got hurt. No, I, I've never said that no. personally, but uh, I'd be like, damn, I wonder what happened if he got hurt, you know? <laughs> you can't say that you ain't never thought about that sometimes, but that's some bullshit. Like, that's fucked up. Anyway. No, I never – one thing, I never wish an injury. Yeah, never wish, never wish an injury, but would say – Except – I wonder what would happen. <laughs> I never <laughs> wish an injury on anybody, man, unless they're, like, convicted of domestic violence or sexual assault or anything like that. I hope all them motherfuckers get their legs broken. Yeah, real talk. <laughs> have all your limbs taken for that which kind of leads us into our next story we'll get off of that you guys check the finals we'll talk about it after it's done uh again me and Polly got toronto next game so just mark that down and we'll bring that back up once the finals is completed antidote. that's the antidote In my mind where I gotta find myself Talk to God, I need to get him on the line myself If they stop believing in me, I'ma sign myself If the team stop working, I'ma grind myself These people there try to put you through hell You find yourself in a cell, spending life in jail My life worth way more, but they want us to fail I swear the city at war, and I don't know what it's for My soldier just lost his life when I was going on tour It's something about the fast life, I guess it's just a law She love it how you try to keep it real to start switching the subject? I swear this game built off niggas stunning in public. Everybody is a star till they realize that they wasn't. I just do it for the art, that's the reason I love it. That mean it ain't enough money for me to say fuck it. I just signed a new deal and fuck off the budget.
for the starving artists that's going hard for the culture and love it regardless. That don't do it for the money, that's not why we started. I just do it for my fans, that's just where my heart is. A lot of niggas come around acting like they all in, but let a nigga go down, they can't even call in. Let some shit go south and you gon' find your fake friends. How you gon' put me on the shelf when I gotta make ends and make headlines? Working ain't got no bedtime. In the lab, in the clouds, and still gotta catch a red eye. Trying to make history, but still gotta meet the deadline. It's something about it every time, feel like the first time. Dear mom, I don't wanna see you work none. I'ma make enough to take me, you and your first son. I lost my grandma, she was my first love. But girl, I know you watching me, got angels flying all above.
Speaking of some wild shit, um, wild, wild shit, man. I mean, this is a, another story of a fall from grace, right? We've talked about a couple of them, but this one's really crazy. So uh, we're talking about Kellen Winslow, the second and Kellen Winslow. He's the son of Kellen Winslow senior. He's a NFL hall of fame tight end. Who's like a legend in San Diego. Uh, Kellen Winslow was one of the, you know, first, tight ends that could catch a lot of passes and became like a centerpiece of the offense. So um, Kellen Winslow II is his son. And Kellen Winslow II, he went to the University of Miami. So he was a number six overall draft pick in 2004. And tight ends usually don't get drafted that high. No, and he was super – man, everybody was on his nuts so hard too. And I knew he was going to be a bust just because of where he went to school. (laughs) <laughs> that told me right away he was going to be a bust, but anyways. Yeah, so um, he was over top or sixth overall pick in the 2004 draft. 2005, he gets in a big motorcycle accident that almost ends his career, but he ends up making $40 million uh, in a 10-year career. He had four seasons with more than 75 or more catches. He made a Pro Bowl. Um, so he had a, a decent career, obviously not the Hall of Fame career of his father. And... Right. Kellen Winslow retired, and an, another thing I want to say before we get into all this crazy shit that, that Kellen Winslow has put on trial for here, Kellen Winslow, also a family man, married to his high school sweetheart. Yep. And has, <laughs> a, has a daughter, and um, I think he has two kids, right? I think he had two kids. Yeah, he might have two kids. He's 35 years old. He's been retired from the league uh, for a while now. But uh, he had 12 charges, seven of them were felony accounts, 
And uh, these were really, really disgusting acts that uh, Kellen Winslow was convicted and uh, tried on. Yeah, man. Uh, if you haven't been keeping up with the story, then here we go. We got you. <laughs> Bring yeah. you up to speed real quick. Uh, Kellen Winslow was is is a resident in San Diego. That's where he grew up and was pretty much raised um, <clears throat> in San Diego, of course. And uh, he loves to stay fit and doing all this other shit. So uh, he likes to take strolls on his bike and a uh, few times on on his route. Uh, he kind of had his, his same route that he would ride very similarly. Uh, it comes to find out that he had like some kind of fetish with, with older women and things like that, um, that turned into, uh, being more than just a fetish. It was an obsession and, uh, just created and did some very lewd acts like shit that you would never see, but on a lifetime movie. Um, and he is like the lifetime movie It's wild. Um, and his dad is very prominent, very prominent black man, all that good stuff. Um, very prominent figure in his community. And he kind of just smeared their whole name by doing this. He, he raped a 58 year old homeless woman, um, on the side of the road at a, you know, darker time where nobody could see and that kind of stuff. Um, as well as there's other cases, one being up to the age of 74 years old. What yeah. the fuck, bro? 74-year um, a lewd act uh, with a 78-year-old woman. 78, excuse me. Even worse, what the fuck? He's accused of assaulting, sexually assaulting a 58-year-old woman. He was found guilty of uh, rape. Uh, yeah. One of the accusers was like one of his friends from college. Yep. Um it's just crazy, man. I mean, this guy made $40 million, has a family, and he's out there, you know, being a, a fool and violating these women, man. I, I really don't understand what's going on here. I don't know if this is like CTE or painkiller addiction or all of that combined, but on top of it, you know, a, a fucking absolute piece of shit human being. Right. I mean, he, he's just a, a disgrace to not only human beings, just like you said, but just the male uh, population and, and the culture. I mean, we obviously know that these guys, there's a lot of these guys out there. Um, but it's it's even worse to just know that he's violating someone's grandmother or, you know, any of those kind of things. It's not worse. I think every every situation is, is just as bad. It doesn't matter if they're a child or, or anything like that. Um, but the elderly and, and children are the most vulnerable. Uh, women in general are vulnerable, but you're talking to older women and then children. And he's on the spectrum of older women. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? And he's, and he's married and he has kids. Like, how do you live with yourself? <laughs> how do you go home and, and act like everything's okay. Like, I, I don't understand it. And he, like you said, it could be CTE. It could be something like that. I know he's had concussions in his career. Um, Obviously, there's a, a mental health problem in there somewhere that hasn't been treated um, because yeah. this dude has disgusting urges upon which he acts upon and definitely is a menace to the community. Yeah, absolutely. And it just brings to the question, especially because how the NFL has tried to somewhat disregard the safety of players, except for now, of course, we we're starting to see more of it. But I mean, if, going back from, uh, from maybe five years ago and earlier, 
um, the disregard of players' safety uh, has has definitely been something that has been brought to the forefront, including the movie that they had Will Smith playing the doctor on, you know, um, talking about the concussions and CTE and everything else. Is this really something that could be coming from that? Um, of course, the, everybody goes through traumatic experiences, and I think that's where most of these people – who end up doing these kind of acts and things like that. It comes from a, a point of tra- uh, trauma in their life um, that pushes them to go to that kind of extreme or extent. And especially in athletes, of course, trauma would be a, either where you came from or grew up. And I guarantee he had a great life coming up. So that's, that's not the case. Um, <laughs> he had a great father or anything like that. Unless we don't know, there's there could be some stuff behind closed doors that we don't know about. But even then, again, a very prominent figure lived in a wealthy, nice home in San Diego County in San Diego. That's nice. So his living is is just fine. Uh, but he had concussions. He had a history of concussions um, going back to his to his college days and uh, and injuries in general from the collisions that he took. But we see. What I'm getting to is that these points are connecting when it comes to football players and their acts outside of the actual game of football. We're looking at, we've talked about Tyreek Hill on this show. Uh, We've briefly just brought up all the situations of, you know, a kicker like Josh Brown abusing his, his, his wife or, you know, Dante Stallworth hitting someone with a car and killing them. Of course he was drunk, but the fact that he's driving a multi-million dollar speed vehicle, uh, drunk as shit, um, you know, to anything from Talib, uh, you know, shooting himself in the leg, any of these kinds of things, all these things that these players do, uh, we understand as people, we do a lot, a lot of crazy shit, but it seems to be centralized and, and, and maybe needs to be researched some, as far as the thoughts and the things and the actions that happen with these athletes, especially in football, when it comes to these collisions. Definitely. It definitely seems like uh, there's violent tendencies and depression uh, that run rampant from it. And, you know, the, the story behind the story, the story in the shadows that no one ever talks about is the painkillers. Basically they're getting you hooked on opiates as well as right. you're dealing with these collisions. So it could be a combination of, of the two of them. It really could. It really could. Um, and, and we know we've, we've heard even from uh, recently the linebacker who retired from the NFL being, uh, I think we talked about him briefly. I uh, can't remember his name on the top of my head real quick, but he made an Instagram video of him smoking weed. And he was like, man, I don't even know if I want to play football anymore. I can't, I can't smoke my weed, but they want to give me pills. (laughs) (laughs) That was the dude from the Cowboys, right? Yeah. The dude from the Cowboys, the linebacker. Um, And then uh, Chris Long. Yeah. And Chris Long recently. Yeah. Chris Uh, Long recently did that too. Retired from the Eagles and also uh, immediately said, you know, he's happy that he can smoke marijuana now and is advocating uh, for medical marijuana in the league. Yeah. And I think they actually brought that up that they might discuss that. Um, this year, just because th- there there could be some connection to it, especially after all these players are already getting caught juiced and, and everything else, you you hit right on the head. Though I mean, again, combining the two, we're we're just seeing some crazy shit from these football players, man. And there's just so much going on that nothing is being captured in in the right sense of where 
these players can't get help. Like they need to get help and it needs to be sooner than later. Um, it, it, it's baffling that nobody saw these signs from him. You know how they caught, they, they caught Kellen Winslow because they looked at how, um, he's he, on the Strava app. Yeah. From the Strava. That's the name of it. I was trying to remember the name, the Strava app, which, uh, you, you can use for fitness in, yeah, it'll track, track your tracks, runs, track your like runs. Your exactly. Rides. Yep. I used to have that shit for my phone. Cause I had a, um, what was that? The, the fire or whatever, whatever that shit is. Um, that, you know, the little watch or whatever that, <clears throat> that tracks all of that. And that's exactly how they caught them and they would have caught him and they would have gotten more information. But I guess after a certain amount of time, they do purge your, your, your data from there. But, um, they were still able to gather some of it and just see where some of his, his stops were. And it's just wild, man. Like what the fuck is wrong with this dude, yo? And the craziest bullshit today is that, uh, you know, this has been going on for about two weeks now as far as when his trial started um, and everything like that. When they finally came to the verdicts and everything today, he was uh, uh, convicted of four charges. And the maximum for the main one is nine years, 10 years for another, and then six months for the two others. Um, He was actually looking at possibilities of life. And because of, I guess, the mixed feelings or, or they just weren't on the same page, it became deadlocked. And yep. the other remaining eight charges that were put up against him were then dropped from court and was declared a mistrial. So he was still convicted of four of the 12 counts, but there were still eight more that all got dropped in a mistrial. Uh, they believe the San Diego County, uh, prosecutor's office will go for a second trial against and back with those eight cases, uh, um, and, and charges and counts and put those back on him. Uh, because yeah, fuck that guy. He deserves everything that's coming to him. Uh, and then in those types of situations, I guess they were trying to say, um, that they maybe that they lied. Um, that some of them, the women may have lied. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's one, if it's eight, it's 10, you're fucking wrong. Um, women didn't even know each other. They were not connected in any way. Like, right. They didn't even know who he was. You know, it's, it's a little bit different than you're coming home with him and, and he takes advantage of you or the situation you're in. Then, you know, he pulls up on your lawn in his bicycle and, and starts trying to rape you. Right. Like I, I, I don't, I know I couldn't be a lawyer just because I, I can never feel like if I can, I can fight on something that's morally uh, that I'm against. Like if I'm even having to uh, represent you in this situation, then I don't want to fuck with you, dog. <laughs> like, no, there, there is no, there is no anything about that. Even accusations for the most part. And I understand some people do come out clean and you do need those people to, to really be there for you. But that's why I am not a, uh, an attorney. Um, leave those to professionals. I didn't know. I know I could never be an attorney. And I thought about that from a long time ago as being a kid. If I don't morally agree with anything that's going on in that situation, it doesn't matter to me anyways. I'm not, I would never represent you. So I know that they're going to try to bring it back. The earliest, the earliest that they can go back to trial would be July 29th. Uh, so I, I believe that the prosecutors will push for those eight counts to be reopened in a retrial uh, for those hopefully with a new jury, of course. Uh, I think the judge also is in favor of moving forward with that as well. So uh, 
man, just my heart and, and thoughts go out to those women affected in this situation and any women affected in these types of situations. Cause this is some bullshit. Uh, guys, we got to get our shit together, bro. Like if you really are thinking about stuff like that, you need to go get help period. Um, because there, there's, I, I don't understand it. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, it's reminiscent of the Darren Sharper case. Darren Sharper was all pro uh, defensive back in the NFL and he got convicted of like 20 sexual assaults. Yeah, it was like 20. I mean, I don't know if the number is exaggerated, but it's not being exaggerated. Uh, he's got over over 20 years in prison, and uh, it's just kind of crazy. They're both from the NFL. You're not hearing uh, other leagues doing this. I know that we've brought up other situations in the past, but something it's, it's in that culture. few and far between. It's like a cultural problem. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, at my job, there's not this many people doing this kind of crazy shit. So it's it's obviously a problem in that institution. <laughs> I'm just had to laugh when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it, it's just crazy, man. Uh, you know, and obviously other other players in the NFL have been charged and accused of similar situations as well. So it's crazy. Um, it's crazy out there, man. I don't, I don't know. Rotten hell. Kellen Winslow the second. Uh, feel real bad for his pops, who always worked really hard to you know make that name mean something, and always did a lot for the community, and and still means a lot there to the San Diego community. So, for senior Kellen Winslow is who I'm talking about. In case you have any mistake about it. Yeah, uh, man, and it's it's crazy that he's that he had to sit there and watch that too. Though he was there every single day, they said he was there at every single right. uh, a hearing and and appearance. He was at everything, and and just hearing your child, uh, do you know, hearing the accusations or or even be convicted of those types of things, I, I can't imagine. Um, and I, I know he is definitely hurting. So you know, my thoughts and prayers go out to him, though, at least. Um, and his fit, and of course, uh, uh, Kellen Winslow the second's wife and children. Because how do you live through that as well? I mean, shit, that's that's just totally life changing. Um, to think that you know, how do you look at your parent like that uh, any longer? And yeah, that's that's wild, man. Like, there there's definitely a culture. There's definitely a culture. It needs to be addressed. Uh, Robert Goodell, uh, Roger Goodell, excuse me. Um, Definitely, I know he needs to start taking some precautions now, as well as the NFLPA, if they're not talking about this as well. They need um, a women commissioner, bro. They probably do, um, to give them some uh, sensibility, you know, and, and talk about how can we change things um, and try to change that narrative. Because definitely, um, as you said, that this is this is more rampant in this sport than any other sport that I can think of. Um, right. And, and let's not get wrong. There's, uh, you know, MLB players have been arrested with domestic violence in the past couple of weeks and uh, NBA players have been accused of rape as well. Uh, I think the, the most recent accusations were against uh, Christoph Porzingis just a couple of weeks. Oh ago. yeah. Yeah. Former Knicks player now on the Dallas Mavericks. And so obviously the accusations go, but it's, it's few and far between to the NFL and then it's like the NFL crimes are way crazier than the, it's it just seems like these NFL crimes are way crazier than the, the crimes you hear about from baseball players, NBA players. Um, yeah. And we're not even talking about OJ Simpson and Aaron Hernandez in this conversation. 
right. Oh no, we can go we can go down the line from Ray Rice to um to recently Tyreek Hill to uh, you know, any of it. And then this now with Kellen Winslow, I mean, you you hear any of this kind of stuff. If you go through all of the cases, even going way back, uh, you can go as far back as like almost like Ray Carruth type shit. Like this is Carruth. stuff that, yeah, who just got out of jail. <laughs> Man. You never heard the Ray Carruth story. You definitely need to go Google that shit, uh, especially if you're in, in Colorado. Uh, you should definitely know about Ray Carruth. Uh, crazy. Yeah, that that whole story is crazy. Uh, so going back even as far as that goes, um, and, and I'm sure there's even more and more and more stories out there. Absolutely. Uh, definitely there just needs to be some, some addressing going on, whether it be from the generational players or whatever it is, it just needs to be addressed because, the the culture and the disrespect that women are receiving from, especially these athletes like that, that is just a sickening situation. Uh, you're in a position of privilege. Right, making millions of dollars to play a game for entertainment, and you're out there just doing crazy shit. Like, man, yeah. it's wild, man. Uh, yeah, so fuck that guy. <laughs> That's all that could be said on that. Uh, definitely, we will try to update as we get more news or any uh, hear anything about it. But definitely, give us your thoughts on on these com on these topics. Uh, visit the take the antidote dot com. Come visit us on Instagram. Uh, do all take that. Leave some comments. Yeah, take the an- at, at take the antidote on Instagram. Uh, follow us on Twitter. That's antidote poly, and I am DJ underscore craftmatic. So yeah, come fuck with us, man. I know it was a heavy ass topic. It was heavy for us because it was like some bullshit. Uh, sports is always uh, usually a, a light spot, but. When you see shit like this, it's just, uh, it's crazy. But you got to know what's, ha- what's happening out there. So, uh, yeah, leave us a comment, though. Let us know what you think. And definitely follow, share, like, do all that. Uh, let your, your friends know, your peers, whatever. Go throw this on on your Spotify, your Apple Podcasts, your Stitcher. Um, or go visit TakeTheAntidote.com. Shit. Yeah, subscribe. <laughs> Tell your friends. Share the podcast share episodes of the podcast with your friends they will love you even more i promise you yeah we got dope shit (laughs) yeah but we out of here dj craftmatic that's poly dubs time to get the fuck out please subscribe please leave us a five-star review take the antidote.com